Welcome to Spectrum Days, the podcast where we ruin our childhood memories of games we used to play with me, Chris, and my cousin, Phil. Hello. How's it going? We're not even sure we played this one. Don't don't lie to people. (laughs) I definitely played this one. (laughs) Definitely played this one in the arcade and some kind of home console device, I'm sure. I Um, think think we played on the Spectrum, which is a bit of luck. Yeah. We're called Spectrum Days. (laughs) (laughs) I do think I played it on the Spectrum. I think I played on the Spectrum, but I'm pretty sure I, I think I played it on a master system as well i think yeah yeah I you think may I well did. have done um but this time around we might well play it on a um, mega drive mini i i hope this is a good one because <laughs> i do remember liking it an awful lot it was massively influential uh, as chris mentioned it was indeed an arcade game uh, looking at my notes here from back in october 1985 we were probably playing it whilst listening to uh, the power of love by jennifer rush which of course was a massive hit at the time. <laughs> <laughs> along with Axel F and uh, Money for Nothing well, by Dire yeah. Straits so, uh, well, yeah. yeah as we've mentioned we probably out of those three three tunes we were most likely listening to Money for Nothing in our dad's car yeah we're not, we don't have the same dad but you know no we just have to have the coincidentally have the same surname we're not related or anything it's just really weird coincidence (laughs) everyone was listening to dire straits in those days no they weren't they were all busy playing space harrier there's a good reason why we all remember space harrier because it was ginormous and i don't just mean as a hit the cabinet was ginormous. It had sort of three variations, which I didn't realise till I was researching it, but there were three different ones. We had an upright cabinet, a normal arcade cabinet. We'd stand there with the sort of joystick control, airplane type sort of um, control. Then it had yeah. a sit-down a sit version, and then it had the massive hydraulic cabinet version, and I think that's the one we all remember seeing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I must have been uh, on holiday because if I was 11 years old, I wouldn't have been going to the local arcade on my own because no. it, yeah, cause that would have involved a bus journey, I think. Um, but yeah, so I must have been at a seaside location, so maybe in Wales or Cornwall. And I'm pretty sure it was the big hydraulic version. And those are the yeah. ones that are worth putting your... your your money in right i mean if you're gonna if you go could to there was always well, a massive yeah. queue wasn't there i mean well that's true yeah yeah but that was amazing i mean i can remember seeing it it was an amazing game there's such a feeling of i don't think i'd ever experienced that kind of 3d gaming that feeling that you were really in it you were really flying <laughs> although it's third person um should we remind people of what the game was like yeah, I, it's funny doing the research for it. Everyone was they're sort of describing it as a sort of third person shooter or, or on rails shooter, which I'm not sure we'd have said back then. I, I would have thought we'd have just called it a shoot 'em up. But yeah, it, for, for modern uh, modern usage, yeah, it's a third person. So you're sort of the, the camera view is behind the character. The character is actually called Harrier, which I 
didn't know at the time, or even though the game's... <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the little guy is just called Harrier. The game, the name of the game is Space Harrier, but it was actually the reason it's called got the word Harrier in it, because it was going to be a military shooting game. Right. Uh, and and for reasons of uh, complex graphics and things, the original sort of idea, they they decided to change it to to, to what we know it as now. But yeah, it's uh, you move the character up, down, left, right. You sort of feel like you can go any, anywhere in it. But as we say, it's an on rails shooter. Um, it was made use it was sort of using the super scalar system, which people would know from things like Outrun and Afterburner. And in fact, the game that came just before this um, was Hang On, which was another one of those games where you probably remember actually being sat on something that moved, which was the motorbike game where you, you didn't really steer. You actually lent the bike left and right, I believe, from memory to be able to steer, which was the other game made by Yu Suzuki. Yu Suzuki made Space Harrier. Um, and in fact, at one point when both of these arcade machines were out, um, Space Harrier was sort of number one for, for months as far as arcade machine arcade machines go over in Japan. Uh, the second most successful one at the time was Hang On. So he had two hits um, running at the same time. Um, Hang On and Space Harrier were the sort of first titles to use 16-bit graphics, as I say, in the superscalar system games that came after that were afterburner afterburner and outrun as i mentioned so all using that same system so it, it space harrier sort of was responsible i suppose really for popularizing those sorts of uh, moving into the screen type games that were sort of pseudo 3d feel kind of thing but with space harrier as we've mentioned being on this hydraulic machine it was like it was like sort of flight simulators that you you might only ever see on television or something like that, yeah. which us as kids had no hope of ever going in a you know seven four seven flight simulator training school machine or or the machines that NASA were using or it was sort of our <laughs> first opportunity to go in something that you'd only ever seen yeah maybe on television on some some program from America when they were doing some documentary at some military place or something. I think that's really why it was was so incredibly popular um I, I for my my personal recollection it was it was definitely on holiday um where i saw it it would have been cornwall and one of the reasons i know that fairly for sure is this is one of those few games where my mum remembers it because <laughs> my poor old my poor old parents uh, as as chris pointed out he was 11 which means i would have been about 10 so about a year year younger so we wouldn't have been on our own we'd have had to have been accompanied by our poor begrudging parents there with a handful of 20 peas and a leash around our necks not letting us go too far <laughs> um <laughs> not that our parents are mean or treated us terribly or anything uh, <laughs> driving us all the way to Cornwall just to go and play on Space Harrier sounds quite good um, but yeah my mum uh, I only spoke to her not, not too long ago when we talked about the days of going to arcades when I was a kid um, is that mum says oh what was that one the big one that moves around and you go on a dragon and I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's Space Harry. And it's like, yeah, well, that was it. And so mum actually does remember that one. So it had an effect on adults as well, because, again, they'd never seen this great big thing that moved yeah. around. and It was kind of scary. I mean, particularly as a little kid, it wasn't designed for 10-year-olds. It was designed for sort of an adult 
to sit in it. And I do seem to remember watching the people who were good at it were generally much older than, than me. They'd be on it for like an hour and they'd have a crowd of people all watching someone play Space Harrier. An hour? Yeah, easily. Stop. No, I don't Stop. know. Stop. I don't know. Like it, an hour. Our experience of any arcade conversion so far has been <laughs> that they've been optimised that you could play for about thirty-five seconds. Yeah, but mate, this had eighteen levels. Eighteen levels of dragon-killing <laughs> fun. If you had a stack yeah, of ten peas, I mean, you, you couldn't look. You couldn't do it like with a pool table. You couldn't sort of line the co- coins up on the table because the damn thing moved around. But well, yeah, there'd be some guy on there, some twenty-two-year-old. He seemed like a hundred to us. He was there playing it for an hour, hogging the damn machine. Like ten kids waiting there with their ten p in their sweaty little hand. Another hand, they had like candy floss or something, waiting to have a go on it. I can definitely remember vaguely, you know, what it looked like in a field. It was a great game. I can remember playing it at home and enjoying it too. You're that guy. Is he wearing a red kind of, is it a jumpsuit or has he got jeans on and a red top and he's, and he's flying through the air. I can remember when you go down, you can go down and he, he can run on the floor. So you're, you can run through parts and I think you avoid trees and, boulders perhaps and yeah the main enemies being big kind of green dragons uh, and there's yeah, something sort of, there's some yeah, easter the island places. heads there's some yeah. easter island heads somewhere the easter, that's really weird when i was doing the research for this because the guy that originally came up with the plan who wrote the sort of hundred page plan for the game <laughs> that, was a, that was going to be the military version that we were just referring to being harrier space harrier um because Yu Suzuki came along and said no that's too complicated let's make it a fantasy and we'll make it a man with a thing under his arm that he can fly and shoot with um to sort of sort of placate this guy he actually memorialized him so the name of those easter island heads it's the name the surname of the japanese guy that originally came up with the game <laughs> and the reason he made him the big easter island heads is because apparently this guy's got a big head so i'm not sure i'm not sure whether it's a compliment or not and i, I hope that's true that's one of those things you read on the internet i love, just love it it's hilarious. <laughs> look i've put you in the game stop complaining okay i know you wanted to make it military we've changed it to fantasy we're still keeping the same name and i've put you in the game you're that massive head thing there (laughs) so so do you think you've played it in the last 30 years or no no um i i like you i i say Probably as soon as I came home from the holiday, um, I, I wanted to play it. And it was available on the, the, the good old ZX Spectrum, which is where I would have, I would have played it first in the home. It did, mm. it did also come out on the Master System. I mean, I did have the Master System, but I had the Master System much later on. It was the first first version that they ported um, was onto the Master System, which I think... Um, Sega handled themselves. All the other ports were made by made by various different people, but I don't think I had it on the Master System because it was sort of too late by then. And by the time I got fed up for the Master System, I got to the Mega Drive, and the Mega Drive version was Space Harrier Two. So playing the original, it was arcade, and then ZX Spectrum. Ooh. I don't 
really remember playing anywhere else, but it did come out on absolutely everything. It's another one of these games. I keep saying this when we do this podcast, but it came out on everything. All the sort of 16 bits, the Mega, the ST, C64. It came out on the Famicom as opposed to the NES. So for some reason, I don't think it made it out of Japan. Pan, but of course, you you know through emulation and things now you can you can play the the Nintendo eight bit version of it. I don't as I don't think it came out in the US. I don't think it came out in the UK. I don't know why they made that decision. Whether it was a licensing thing, I don't know. Um, yeah, it came out on everything PC, PC, the Turbo Graphics PC Engine, yeah, pretty much everything. I think. Hmm. Hmm. Do you, have we got any? Um, have we got any magazine review? comments from the yes time. well yes i again because it was such an early one i kind of didn't think it was in any of the magazines as far as space harrier 2 goes which is the only one that really came out on the 16-bit sega uh they didn't get the original one who got space harrier 2 which is essentially more of the same so it's the same sort of game really um yeah it is in mean machines issue 2 which i just, i just really i hadn't realized i really didn't think it was in here um the reason I didn't think it was in it because it was a release title, a genuine release title, i.e. when the Mega Drive originally came out in Japan, there was a six original games that came out. Well, this was one of them. Um, so it was very early on, and I'm sure we'll get into this later on, but when I was, by the time I was working in the shop, this was old news. Um, so, uh, But yeah, it got overall 77%, uh, last ability 69%. Once you've got over the novelty of the graphics, the simplistic gameplay doesn't take long to master. <laughs> you'll, be ple- you'll be pleased to hear, Chris. <laughs> Are there many old, buttons? Old six thumbs, Chris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so I might get off level two. Uh, well, our friend Julian Jazz Rignall says Space Harrier 2 is certainly an impressive game to look at. The sheer speed and smoothness of the 3D graphics is quite stunning. However, its beauty is only skin deep. The game itself is very simple indeed. And once you've seen all the different background graphics, and you can select any of these at the start level of the game, there's very little to keep you coming back. There are many people out there who love Space Harrier and are bound to go bonkers over this. But if you like your games to be more than just a pretty face, give this a miss. Ooh. I know. So he, he's oh, almost no. he's almost saying I it's really easy. I, I completed it. <laughs> he really, he's almost saying that. But, but he's he also really, saying just don't bother. He really likes difficult games though, right? He does, he, really, he does. Yeah. He says, I seem to remember this being very <laughs> blooming difficult. I don't know about you. I I I I am fairly sure it was hard, but well, we can't we can't trust super julian and his opinions <laughs> well in your in your notes you've got someone else's opinion oh dear yeah, yeah. well I've, I've mainly put that in there for you really because again yeah. i know you that person like that person claire edgley of computer and video games held it as a crowd stopper due to his realistic moving cockpit well okay 
how realistic can you get? It's, it's a bloke flying through the air with a cylinder held under his armpit. It's 1985. <laughs> it's 1985, <laughs> man. She's from Steam VG. She uh, used to play things on the, like the Spectrum and the Commodore. Of course she's going to see that and go, wow, it's amazing. It's, it's like, not realistic. <laughs> if you were holding on to something that's most powerful enough to propel you through the air and then shoot a laser cannon and you're just grasping it under your armpit, <laughs> to be realistic, it would just fly off. <laughs> I hope you're watching this on the YouTube channel, everyone, because I'm going to make something very funny for that. <laughs> <laughs> Due to its realistic moving cockpit, graphical capabilities, and amazing Technicolor landscapes, but be cautioned. Now listen to this. Unless you are an expert, you will find it very difficult. Julian Jazz Rignall, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got... He's the expert. Yeah, we've got two opinions, two counter-opinions on this one. <laughs> well, okay. So, playability... Um, well, look, 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 let's give it some balance. Give, give me machines th- their due... They well, they've, been, they've been wrong so far. Well, that, well only because I've been mean <laughs> and reading good old Jazzer's comments out because he knows everything. I will read out Matt's. Okay, Space uh, Harrier was in station in the arcades because of its speed and sit-down cabinets. However, a sit-down cabinet. However, its play- playability never really matched its looks and sound, and I'm afraid that's true of this game as well. Don't get me wrong, it's fast and furious and great fun, but lacks a variety of gameplay to make it a total winner. The aliens are brilliant with the difficulty level pitched just right. Still well worth a gander if you're into fast shoot-em-ups are your thing. Pitched just right. Just right. <laughs> just right. But bear in mind, this is Space Harrier 2 on the Mega Drive they're talking about. They aren't talking about the Spectrum version. <laughs> <laughs> So for this one, I think we're. Pro- I'm going to play the Spectrum one. Yes, but I will be playing Space Harrier two because I've got. So I'm in the USA, and I've got a. a what have I got? I've got a. Um, Sega, <laughs> I've got a Sega Genesis Mini, which I've not been. A, I've not even plugged in yet. I've had it for weeks, but Phil said, "Don't play anything because we might." might do them on the podcast which yeah. he, was, he was right leave it alone all we've done is um uh, an, uh, a review of the box between the two of us <laughs> it's lovely it's square it's got edges to see what differences it's there got a little are. tab to open it phil's got the mega drive one yeah and my my box was a bit better yeah, that was it. A Genesis one. Because <laughs> it says Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, a, I've got a plug adapter. I've got a plug with mine. You, you did get a wall plug, yes. I've got a wall plug. I don't know what, what I'm pro- going to... I'm, I'm going to have to plug mine into my bike, some sort of power it by bike or something. I don't know how. <laughs> You've got the European one where they, they're concerned about landfill and have stopped giving um, out wall plugs with everything and you've just got to use an existing USB plug. It's quite sensible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I am going to play on the on the Genesis Mini. I believe this has got... I, somebody, correct me if I'm wrong, has it not got the original Space Harrier on here and Space Harrier 2? 
I'm not sure because the writing on the box is so small. And it I'm, is, isn't it? And so we're old and can't read. <laughs> I need to buckle. <laughs> <laughs> so we will try and play the original arcade. Um, yeah. For those of you who do want to play along with our, the second part of our podcast, the Spectrum version is available, and I will put that link, and you can play it online. I believe it's the Internet Archive. I've got it, and it actually does work quite well. I did quickly press play on it just to check it wasn't... Uh, I didn't play it, but I just clicked play on the um, emulator to check it actually worked, and it does seem to work well. So um, you should be able to play along. Does that mean you've already heard the um, the soundtrack? Um, soundtrack, yes, please. Uh, as in keeping with the rest of our podcast, please do give us now a rendition of the Space Harrier theme tune on, on the Spectrum. Uh, I can, I can. I'll play it, and maybe we'll see in part in the second half of the podcast if I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the um, the samples, the voice samples. How well, did they was... go? Welcome to the fantasy zone. Get ready. <laughs> I remember that? And something like "You're doing great" or something to say "You're doing great" at the end of each. Yeah, other. that I can remember. remember. But welcome yeah. to the fantasy zone. What? Welcome was that? to the fantasy zone. Get ready. What was that? Was because it's a fantasy, isn't it? Fantasy zone. Yeah. That's what it was, wasn't it? Do we know where this takes place? Is this the fantasy the zone? The fantasy <laughs> yeah. zone. Yeah, but I just said it. it. I just said it about six times. The <laughs> fantasy is zone. Is the fantasy zone is near it, Swindon? Is it, is it a different dimension? Just off the magic roundabout near well, Swindon. Well, yeah. Welcome to the fantasy zone. <laughs> Get ready! <laughs> <laughs> fire! <It's>... Fire! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like Swindon. <laughs> look at him up there. Who do you think he is? <laughs> it doesn't look like Swindon. Oh, man, you've obviously never been there off your head. Look, so, someone says it's realistic. Swindon <laughs> 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 doesn't have technicolour landscapes. <laughs> How could you say Space Harrier is realistic? I didn't say it. It was clearly of computer and video games. She must have been 12. (laughs) She must have been their child roving reporter. Good old Claire. Unless it is some sort of like interdimensional fantasy place and she's been there. I mean, I don't like doing this because it's, Go on. this is meant to be all from my memory and then we'll play it. <clears throat> but if you look up Space Harrier, have you seen the front cover? From what? The, it just says Sega, so on the Wikipedia entry. There, Space Harrier 2 or... Uh, I don't know, but anyway, this is some sort of... Big Has it got green. a Medusa sort of head, a realistic Medusa head? No, no, it's got a red dragon with a, a and a green a red a dragon with a red head and a green head. There's the woolly mammoth with just one eye. Right. And it looks like you're zooming across a tablecloth covered in green magic mushrooms. <laughs> I don't recall that version. <laughs> 
the space <laughs> the space harrier two on the Mega Drive one is quite weird and is nothing nothing just, like anything. Just else. search on Google Space Harrier, click on images, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm slightly nervous now. <laughs> space Harrier images. Uh, the first one, the Wikipedia one. Yeah. Now we're off to the fantasy zone. Get ready. The, yeah, that was their catchphrase. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Wow. That's probably the, perhaps that's the Japanese Master System one or something. I don't know, but I didn't pick up on any of this when I was 11. Or maybe that's were... the arcade sort of... Yeah, promo, it, promo for the arcade machine. It's the arcade promo, I think, because there's another one. If you scroll down, there's another the same the exact same image, but there's overlaid the arcade cabinet where you can sit down. Oh yes, yes. Oh, in fact, there is possibly the original Master System one there as well with the hatched black and white boxy yeah. background thing. Uh, yeah, look up the Space Harrier two. And you'll see the Mega Drive one is just awful. Harrier, Harry, our, our, our hero, our hero Harrier is turned into red spandex man. He looks like he's carrying an, one of those weird 80s sort of synthesizers under his arm that's made to look like a space rocket. While Medusa's looking on and a sort of weird robot with no heads about to stab him. That's not a robot. Look, that's, that's like... King Arthur, that's like some armor with the, the invisible man inside. Yeah, yeah. The invisible—he's yeah. fighting the invisible man. It's pretty his... bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's awful. I think that's that's what they call phoned in, where someone's just gone out there. Oh, Dave, uh, look, ah, oh, we we really need you to do the box art for Space Harrier Two. Space Harrier Two, what's that? Oh, it's a stupid game. It's all a bit trippy. Uh, but if you make it look like, like if you get two uh, chessboards, right, and put them sort of. On their end, have some a mountain range at the back. I got a Medusa's head, guy in spandex, and some armor with nobody in it. Can you do that? Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what, and that's what they've done. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. With a giant tail. That's awful, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's the Sega Genesis in the UK. Did they have that cover as well? That's awful. yeah, yeah. That's what I used to have to sell in the shop. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that, wasn't I? That uh, no one ever bought this. It was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever wanted it. Uh, no, I don't remember. I really don't remember people being that particularly enamoured with it. And, yeah, I mean, 70-odd percent in Mean Machine is very average. And, as I say, came out when the machine came out. I mean, by the time we got the Mega Drive, no one wanted this. Um, and no one really remembered the arcade game by then. It had been out six seven years yeah i don't really trust any game that is mentioned in the same breath as altered beast um and it does say <laughs> it was another launch title for the mega drive space harrier 2 just like La altered beast last battle was that one of the other ones oh, it was, oh, it's, some of those release games are pretty terrible but I, we, started, uh, I was looking forward to this game oh have i changed your mind now I, I really do remember thinking it was, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, again, Eleven playing the the huge arcade machine, it was amazing. We'd never seen anything like it, no. anything like it. Of course, context, but um, 
Yeah, let's see if it ha- if it's held up at all. <laughs> by by playing it at home badly on a keyboard <laughs> it's going it's it's really not going to do that arcade game any justice i think we're going to have to set the bar a little lower and say right do we remember playing it on the spectrum and how good is it now uh, I, I really don't think it's fair to try and compare that that arcade game and hydraulic cabinet <laughs> So the experience we're going to get going on the internet yeah. archive and playing it the version of the Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed the Mega Drive or Genesis 2 Mini and its uh, version of it on the, on the, oh, Space Harrier 2, which I, th- I I seem to remember that they, they didn't they, they changed it, they altered it or improved it, or they've done something to the version that's on there. I can't remember what it is. Perhaps it's some, I think it's something to do with the sprite upscaling. I don't know if the original, it was different sprites for... And maybe in the Mega Drive Mini, they were upscaling the sprites instead of using different ones i'm not um i'm not i can't remember but yeah yeah it's kind of a spruced up version right yeah i think i think i thought well i think you got both on there i think you got the original and the spruced up or something and there might even be the arcade i vaguely think that they've got the arcade version on there as well so if it is that's where we'll play it um so yeah, yeah. um should we um should we pause and should we stop now and uh, and go yeah. and play it yeah, I reckon, Joe, I reckon so. There's lots of options there for everybody to play this in one way or another. As I say, I'll put the links below. I'm sure there's other versions of it that are available online as well if you want to play along. But the one I should be putting on there is the Spectrum one. Or if you've got the Mega Drive Mini 2, then you can probably play it on there and join in. So we'll take a pause. It'll only be three seconds for you people listening or watching on YouTube. But when we come back, we'll have had a few days to uh, mess around with Space Harrier 1 or 2 or whatever we can find. And uh, yeah, come back and join us and see if we hate it. And uh, you can tell us whether you do too. We'll see you again. (laughs) Get ready. And we're back. Thank you to those of you who actually did press pause. Did you play the game along with us? The link is below. If you didn't, you can always press pause again now and go and have a go and play Space Harrier, particularly on the Spectrum. That's where I recommend playing it because that's where the best version can be found of this excellent game. Isn't that right, Chris? (laughs) Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's the most technically impressive. I'm amazed. (laughs) (laughs) There you are. (laughs) I'm glad you agree. (laughs) Good old Spectrum saves the day. Pretty amazing. (laughs) I hope it was cheaper on the Spectrum as well. I wonder what the price was on the Spectrum. Cheaper than the Mega Mega Drive Drive version, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I... I really hope it was cheaper than the Mega Drive. I don't remember any Spectrum games being 40 quid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> in fact, I, I, you know, I, I wonder whether it was budget. Interesting you ask. I wonder whether Space Harrier well, was It should have been budget. It was a budget I'll tell you, it should have been budget on all the, on all the platforms. All yeah, of them, really? It should have been budget, well, yeah. Man. It was it's like, a, it's like a tech demo. I mean, now it's just, do you imagine spending or asking for that for your birthday? You've played it in the arcade, you've been on holiday with your parents, you've put a couple of pounds in playing it over the summer holidays, and then it got near nearer your birthday. Oh, I really want to relive that memory from the summer, you know, a few months ago. 
So you, you ask for your birthday present, Space Harrier 2 for the Mega Drive. <laughs> but you sort of couldn't, though, because I think we established in the in the first uh, part of the podcast, it, it, it was one of the launch titles, wasn't it? I mean, it was sort of... I, I, I think a lot of people will have got that potluck that would have been parents <laughs> oh, buying the Mega oh. Drive. And and picking up that game. I mean, I, I wonder actually how many kids would have even realised that was coming out. You know, would they have known that oh. was going to be part of the lineup? Well, then, I poor wonder. parents as well. Little, little Johnny really enjoyed this, playing this in the arcade. It sat inside that huge hydraulic yeah. cabinet. Oh, he's going to love this. Yeah, gonna, we watched him he's play He's going to love yeah. this at home. <laughs> Gets it, unwraps it, puts it in, loads just like that. Oh, great. I mean... And then just, just sits in a <laughs> swivel chair, so you can pretend, pretend it's like the real make thing. A deck chair. His <laughs> <laughs> parents like lifting it up behind, up and down. His parents Ruby moving more, it for Ruby him. Yeah, more. Make it like the arcade, Dad. Make it like the arcade. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, like going down the uh, swings. I'll make with your it like parents, the arcade. You push higher I'll and higher. make it like the arcade. Give me a pound. Um. <laughs> so come on, where did you where did you did you so you played you obviously played the spectrum then, I played, did the you? Spectrum, played the spectrum yeah yeah first of all i played the spectrum yeah. and um like most spectrum games that i play now for this the um the theme tune was just absolutely atrocious <laughs> that gives you a headache how, how, <laughs> no, how does it go <laughs> this one was this one is terrible <laughs> this one's it's that one is bad because where the exploding fist... Oh, God, it's, it's that time in the podcast where Chris impresses us with his computer theme tune impressions. <laughs> where the exploding fist had a theme tune on the spectrum, and it was good. This is just like the same note play drilling into your head to give you a headache again. This this reminded me of um, <laughs> the, the Horace Ghost game. I don't think that's the theme it was, tune. It was... I don't. I don't think the sounds that are coming out of the Spectrum version is a theme I will tune. admit that I'm <laughs> You're being very generous. I, I admit I was running it on an emulator, and I had it in a tab. And I was speaking with you, and I go, "Sorry, sorry, there's something wrong with the computer. There's there's a horrible sound coming out of my computer." And it was because it was Space Harrier <laughs> yeah. Two running in another tab, and I thought there was something a broken cable or something. Oh no, I can't. <laughs> Anyway, I haven't even told. We haven't even told any. Did you like the game, Phil? Now playing it thirty something years later, what did you think? Oh, I won't. Uh, so yeah, yeah. but Lo- what platform? I haven't finished answering. I loved every thirty seconds of it. <laughs> I loved every thirty seconds of it. Uh, no, uh, do you know this is this is a real tough one. This is a real tough one. I, I, I actually I I did enjoy it because it is so simple. <clears throat> I think that's also why it's hard to to continue to enjoy it. <laughs> it's like it's like playing chess with a three year old. You know, they they've just about grasped how it works, and you play play a game against them, and you beat them, and you feel good. You've beaten a kid. That's always a nice feeling. <laughs> but then, then you then they, they ask for another game, and you play them again, and 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 they lose again, and you feel you feel, you don't feel quite as good as you did the first time. But you have another go, and then they just keep asking you to play it and play it and play. You're that, that's that annoying kid that keeps wanting to play the same game, even though you're going to beat them time and time again. I'm not saying I completed Space Area, but it's that same, it's that sort of inevitability of I'm just going to go through the same movement of making a figure of eight 
on the screen. Once you once you've worked out that all you've got to do is just keep moving, no matter what, there is nothing that you can do in that uh, game other than compete completely move up, down, left, right, up, left, up, right, up, left, left, down, left, down, right. You have to move the entire time and just completely spam the. F- out of the fire button the entire time. That's all you, you don't do. even need to spam whilst getting a headache. You don't even need to spam the fire button on the Mega Drive. So I I played the Space Harrier and Space Harrier 2 on the Sega Genesis Mini 2. I think that's what I got. <laughs> and I started by spamming. <laughs> You're good with those Yeah, titles. I started spamming the fire button as well until I found that you could just hold the button down as well. You don't even need to spam the button. It doesn't go as fast. Just holding it down. It doesn't it go as fast. boring. When you get to that dragon thing that's coming towards yeah. you, which when you were a kid in the arcade was the most yeah. amazing thing and looked like a it real dragon. Amazing. It was amazing. Oh, my God, it's a never-ending story come to life. <laughs> but now, no, it just <laughs> now it just looks like a load of tiles and sprites yeah. sort of mushed together yeah. in this sort of wiggly thing. Uh, and you have to spam it then. You have to press that button really, really fast. It, it, the patterns are all pretty much the same. The enemies that come... It's a bit like Space Invaders, where it's... it's you Once you've learned those patterns, the way the enemies that sort of come in from the side, there's, there's so few sort of patterns that, that are really there with those the flying enemies. Nothing really happens with the ground. Even though you can sort of move the screen and you can sort of run along the ground, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't really help you. And then you get to that bit where, where it's the, the, the checkerboard <laughs> the moving vomit inducing checkerboard thing you get to the top it goes above you yeah, and below you yeah. doesn't it and it's just, it's just kenny kids out there who've never done acid that's what it's like <laughs> that is basically what it's like and you will throw up your eyes will bleed your ears will fall off your thumb will warp from spamming it <laughs> and that that level i just kept dying and you just get getting the it falls down well, then, and then you hit another pillar and then you hit another pillar oh my god that level <laughs> drove me up the flipping wall on the, yeah yeah i can't believe that it made me want to go back and play the Revenge of Shinobi or Ghouls and Ghosts. It was that bland. I mean, at least those games were hard and you knew what was going on. This is just like a, it's just like a tech, tech demo. I mean, I, on them, on, on iPhone, I've been playing a lot of endless runners. I was investigating, researching some endless runners for a, a possible, like a project we were doing. And they're more fun nowadays. You know, it's got that endless runner kind of mechanic you you are endlessly running going forward or flying um but the just the angle and everything you can't really see where you shoot i mean you you know where you're shooting but you don't it's just a blur it's it's not much skill particular skill involved or any um well anything exciting going on there's no there's no power-ups there's no choice there's not much choice in that's going on it's just it's just bland the same again and again just feels to me like a technical demo someone like oh that i mean probably sounded great great idea great concept never been done before let's try that but as a game playing today it's kind of yeah bland and boring I, th- I think this is probably one of the first games I think that, that we've looked at where it's very much entrenched in a physical feeling, literally and figuratively, in that that game was very much designed, A, to be played with a yoke, and not 
with a D-pad. Mm. So the, 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 the three iterations which we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, there's three different cabinets, but what they all do share is that yoke. So for a start, you've got that flight, <laughs> very True. loosely flight simulator-esque controls of that character as it was designed around that. But the main theme, the main physical theme was that hydraulic cabinet that you were getting and feel like you were Mr. Harrier <laughs> flying around with his rocket, his rocket under oh, his we'll arm. Oh, get on to that. <laughs> you are, you're losing, you're losing all of God. that by A, putting it on into the home version and using it with a control pad. I mean, not even with like a, a joystick. I mean, by then, joysticks were old hat by the time this game called out. Even though, yes, you could get you get joysticks for the Mega Drive and things, but I didn't. No one ever had one. Everyone just used a control pad. Vast majority of people. Um, so I think, I think in its defence, the game, the game just isn't meant. It's really not meant to be played in the way that we are experiencing it. I think if you, me, and you found an arcade and they're becoming really popular again, and thank God for that. I'm so pleased they're coming back. Um, certainly, in the, uh, you're giving give me a funny look, but in the UK, there's a lot of arcades that have come back now with all these retro yeah. arcades. And they are there in America too, aren't they? I think there's one or two around. You might have to go to Seattle or something to go and find I went, one. But. I went to one in the Bay Area recently, but it was more of a kid's one. There, there are a few. I need to investigate. But but you're, convin- you're convincing me almost that it would be great if we played it in the arcade. But I'm... You know, would you like to buy a car? <laughs> but no, I think it's kind of like, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting, this whole thing about, I have this religion you'd be interested in. <laughs> it's about memories. We're, we're, capable, we're capable of convincing ourselves that it was good just because it had a joystick. <laughs> and it was rubbish. I think it's still rubbish. If you find one now, it'll still be rubbish. But I'm almost convinced. Well, then that's our mission, isn't it? We've got to find that original cabinet. <laughs> if there, I suppose it's probably a weight limit now. When you're a kid, you're probably allowed on it. But I think anyone over 10 stone, you're not allowed in the damn things now. <laughs> and a height Point limit. One, it's going to be so... Dis- <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so... Like, it's going to be such a letdown if we would ever find one, I'm sure. <laughs> there's, there's a guy there with a wee balance board checking everyone's weight before they get on it. <laughs> I think I saw one on eBay for like $7,000 or something so if anyone wants to are we bad no. <laughs> the space area two cabinet <laughs> oh space oh I see <laughs> well let's start a exactly. kickstarter or whatever it is to get yeah. the money <laughs> if anyone wants to donate us a space area two cabinet you can contact us at uh, hello at spectrumdays.com um yeah please, please send do. us one over or two we'll, 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 we'll actually need two we'll, Put your name on it. <laughs> Two, yeah. And can you send one to America and one to the UK? <laughs> I suppose it's smaller than we remember. We were kids saying. then. It looked massive. I suspect now. I suspect it's no bigger than a chair. And do you think it was? Uh, <laughs> do you think the joystick was an analog kind of joystick, or was it even that? I mean, it was there. There wasn't. It's probably just like, you know what I'm saying, like. There was no... It probably was just sort of micro-switches. It's probably, yeah. It, I, it was I, left and right. It's not just, knows. you know, it's not... Know. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I expect producer John will look that up for us and <laughs> give us a nugget of information. <laughs> I know he's got he's got it on speed dial joysticks, joysticks and their waggling he's capabilities. He's, he's probably asking. He's, he's on he's probably it. asking chat G, uh, chat GPT or GPT chat. Um. <laughs> he's he's playing with his joystick now. Talking of. GBTGPDTDP, the new AI robot that will write all our blogs for us. Weren't you asking it things about Space Harrier? Yeah, because it did come to our attention that um, the main character in Space Harrier is holding a um, rocket launcher like under his arm to fly around. And so we we did ask, or I asked, the um, GPT chat, um, in the game Space Harrier, how is it possible that the main character can hold the gun that enables him to fly without dropping it? And quite, and the response came quite, um, quite right too. The response came, Space Harrier is a fictional game and therefore it is not bound by the laws of physics or reality. In the game, <laughs> the main character is able to hold a gun that enables him to fly without dropping it because it is a gameplay mechanic designed to allow players to control the character and progress through the game. In the context of the game, this ability is not meant to be taken literally or to be explained by real-world physics. It is simply a feature of the game that allows players to enjoy the gameplay experience. So there you go. I mean, it was, it was annoying me that he was flying around with this thing under his arm and, and he didn't get ripped out of his arm. And uh, I just wondered why they just didn't make a jetpack. But I, I suppose, no, that wouldn't have worked. I don't know. But, um, yeah. I, I think you, you've been in the games industry too long <laughs> if you're worrying about what, how a character manages to fly or yeah, shoot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's so crazy to think, Chris, that you were playing that acid trip of a game <laughs> where there's checkerboard things flying towards you, golem heads and woolly mammoths with one eye, and you were worried about how the guy could hold onto a jet and fly what? with it whilst it well, shoots. I was also... That was the thing you were I was worried about. I was also worried. Why could you destroy the standard rocks, but the heads made out of rock material oh, could be just destroyed with one shot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, oh, of, in all seriousness of course, a game is <laughs> GPT. Not the flying dragon. No, that's normal. <laughs> that's fine. In the fantasy land, it is. <laughs> that's okay. In the fantasy world, uh, welcome to the fantasy zone. Sorry, the zone. In the fantasy zone, all those things are possible. Get ready. Yeah, yeah. Because there's always more adventures coming soon, or something. <laughs> what is that text? Yeah. What is that? There's a. I when don't you know. die, perhaps someone can help us. Yeah, with that. we didn't know why the text was so strange when you die. It says something like, "There are more adventures coming." Um, but yeah, no, I mean, in all seriousness, of course, a game, of course it doesn't need to be realistic. And of course this is a f fictional fantasy game. Um, but I don't know. It's just like, uh, <laughs> double-edged no, dragon. You, you wanted him to be, you wanted him to be in a plane strapped in uh, with a little warning at the beginning, well, it, showing you where the exit. Well, it makes are. me think that maybe Afterburner <laughs> would have been, it would be a good game to play. I bet that's great. I bet Afterburner's definitely well, stood the, <laughs> the test of time, right? 
by the same bloke. <laughs> it's the same same engine, same bloke, same oh, no. 16 board, yeah, I think. It would have made much more sense after Burner. <laughs> and, and outrun, well, we said all this at the beginning, didn't we? But yeah, I mean, they're all the same same breeding. Do you know um, what score you got on Space Harrier? Did, I mean, did you... I expect people now, if they're watching us on our YouTube channel, which we also have a YouTube channel, if you're only listening to us on our podcast, our lovely podcast, we also have a YouTube channel. Um, I, I expect you're watching the footage right now of me completing it. <laughs> <laughs> which, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't come anywhere near to completing it. And I actually can't remember, Chris. I, I, you'll have to watch the video when it releases. Yeah because no one else is so you might as well watch it <laughs> yeah I, think I, I thought that I got over six billion or something on my first go <laughs> no you just can't read numbers <laughs> I don't know whether he's going to confess this everybody but he was very very proud when he started talking hey Phil I've written my score down <laughs> and he goes he beat out a load of numbers <laughs> Seven eight two three nine four six two eight one seven two. That's your parents. That's your telephone what, that, what is that? I, it's just, it is. Please dial it. Tell us what. Tell us what you get. Play golf. I don't know. It was just like my first go on Space Harrier One on the Sega Genesis, um, and I did use the continues, but it was just like, oh yeah, did just you flowing, flying through it, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, general impression didn't, didn't, it was didn't, boring, bland, and it made me want to even go back and play the Revenge of Shinobi. So, uh, there is a bonus stage, there is a sort of in between bonus stage where you do get on the back of, yeah, 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 which I believe was, in, was inspired by Never Ending Story, which is all a lovely moment. And that was the moment I mentioned in the first part that my mum that's the bit my mum remembered watching when we were all there down at the seaside. And why there were some kind of icons that come up in the middle of the screen, which are trees. Yes, that you're, you're, you're I think the idea is you're supposed to hit trees. I think it just tallies up the number of trees that you've eaten. Yeah, yeah, but it took me a while to work that out. It, there was no instructions of if you had to. I mean, you, you, the rest of the game is avoiding anything that's on this part of the scenery. So now all of a sudden, on the bonus level, you're on the back of a dragon and you have to seem to collect or hit into the trees. So, yeah, it wasn't particularly clear. Yes, that, that's all I could work yeah. out. I, I, I assumed that's correct. Again, if we were very, very wrong, please do let us know <laughs> didn't, in the didn't comments. Didn't really affect much. <laughs> it's not like... No, it was just a bonus score. Yeah, yeah so it's all of just about the score. But it did add a few few one two seven eight six nines. to Yeah, yeah, score, mine was like it? six billion or something. I probably completed it. It's a brilliant, 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 <laughs> quadrillion some, something and six. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's difficult with them big numbers, isn't it? Back in the day, in the 80s, them big yeah, numbers. It was, it was trying to make it look impressive. Like. Um, yeah. So do you feel the need to go back to playing Space Hair ever again? Unfortunately, No. I don't think I'll ever play that again. No, no. no. Okay. And it was like, I don't know. It's like speedball left me that kind of sensation. It was very bland, like, oof, not much to it. This same again. 
at least with the way of the exploding fist, there was something relaxing. I liked the animation. You thought, oh, that's really cool, the animation on the uh, on the spectrum to do where the exploding fist. So that was kind of a bit like low, you know, like calm and, and, and relaxing as well. But this, just nothing of consequence happens in Space Harrier. That's what I felt. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, having played a few versions, obviously we played the Spectrum. I played, I played the original arcade on the Mame, which I'm sure people, if they're watching the video, would have seen. There's some footage of that, and we played the new version of the original Space Harrier on the Mega Drive Mini, and Space Harrier Two, which is more of the same. We've barely touched on it, and that's why we have barely touched on it because it, there's it, there's no discernible, massively discernible difference between the two and just for the sake of completion um i believe that that version was a sort of updated version um to make the graphics better improve the sort of um rotation and sort of moving into the screen effect because that's a technical term um that that much better um and oh, you, i didn't really notice because I, I i couldn't remember playing the original Space Harrier too, so I, I couldn't particularly tell the difference. I don't, I'm not sure whether you can turn off that effect in the Mini Two. I, I couldn't see whether you could or not actually. No, but there's no. There's, they're so similar. They're so similar. Space Harrier One and Two. If you've played one, you've played them all. They are basically the same things. I'm sure the game has got its fans. I'm sure there are people who will play us for an hour and then to get a high score. Um, teen sixty twenty million five hundred six. <laughs> I'm fairly sure. Well, it, I'm fairly sure people on, would be on doing the, that. On the on the Mega Drive Mini, I mean Space Harrier. It's the first one. Is it flickers? I think a lot more than Space Harrier Two. You can see that it was quite flickery. Um, and then mm. on Space Harrier Two, one of the first enemies you get, the, the bigger enemies, is a uh, flying turtle with three heads. So oh, that's yeah. kind of that's different, yeah. But um, but yeah, not not much, not much to it, not much to it. I, is this a game? If, no. if you really wanted to get someone into retro gaming, because you're a bit, of a, you're a retro gamer, and you wanted to Thanks. convince me to labour myself as a re <laughs> retro gamer, is this one that you would say go off and play? I, I think I've already said it. I think that, that it is that arcade experience that you've got to be sitting in that machine. That's what this game was designed for. It doesn't work translated onto the Mega Drive. And it you also said it, that it's a tech demo. And that's why they did it. It's why they made it a launch title. It was a very successful arcade machine. Everyone knew it. And it is impressive. Back then, yeah. 1988, 89, when this would have come out, it would have looked amazing. It, 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 that Space Area 2, again, we were just saying it, is identical to the first one, and the graphical difference between it and the arcade are fairly negligible, to be honest. You wouldn't have known at home. You wouldn't have had the arcade machine sat next to your 14-inch... 14, 14 <laughs> little colour TV if you were lucky with your Mega Drive plugged into it with an RF cable um, you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference anyway uh, so I, I yeah it's it's a great game it, it's, it is good but I think by today's standards even as a shooter there are other better shooters that will probably hold your attention far more than Space Harrier will sadly 
Yeah. So we should play another classic retro game then. Something... What, what, what would you yeah. suggest? Space Harrier 3 <laughs> is going to be the next game that we... <laughs> I've heard it's really good. Uh, it's got pink, orange, and blue <laughs> levels in it. But what game... And it's not just like doing acid. What game would you um, um, recommend? Well, I think I think we really should be sticking to our name more. I think people are wondering what earth we're talking about anything else other than on the, the spectrum because every game on the spectrum is a good game so that's really what we should be looking at so I think Manic Miner ah the classic Magic Miner brilliant yeah Magic Miner <laughs> that's <laughs> that is the one everybody that we're going to be looking at Manic next Miner join us then for some lovely coal mining fun Manic Miner that would be great yeah, guaranteed. Best one yet. I've completed it. <laughs> you can email us at hello at spectrumdays.com and you can contact us on Twitter at spectrumdayspod. And you can also find us on YouTube just by looking up Spectrum Days. <laughs>